When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Maybe Baby, the podcast for the parentally undecided. I'm Kate Lawler. And I'm Bodge, and it's good to be back for round two. Now, firstly, we have been blown away by the response to episode one. Turns out there are quite a few people in the same position as us, so it's quite a relief to know that we're not alone. The one question I've been asked the most since we put out the first episode is, uh, everyone wants to know what our final decision is. Same. Yeah, what have you told people? Still don't know. Yeah, no idea. (laughs) We're still listening to these to figure it out for ourselves. I know. Uh, Interesting story. I didn't come on my period earlier this week. Now, usually I'm like clockwork. Uh, I use an app to track my cycle, so I know exactly when I'm due on. And also, about a week before, she starts getting really pissed off with me. (laughs) So, yeah, that's like clockwork as well. It should have been Thursday. By Saturday, I still hadn't come on, and my app was reminding me that I was two days late. I went into serious panic mode. I think partly because of the obvious issue of not wanting a baby just yet, but also, that would be a massive spanner in the works with this whole project. I mean, it shouldn't be the reason, but I know what you mean. Yeah, I think I was panicking because we're doing the podcast. It's a lot of self-imposed pressure, isn't it? (laughs) Thankfully, though, I did come on Saturday night while eating Chinese food and watching a football match I didn't care about. I mean, we've never high-fived the period before, but that was a first. It was. You came into the toilet after I shouted, yes, and high-fived me. Yeah. Who says romance is dead? So this is episode two, which features a pair of super smart and incredibly funny comedians, collectively known as Scummy Mummies. With four children, a hit podcast series and an Edinburgh show between them, we felt they were great candidates to talk us through pregnancy. And I've got to be honest, this episode shows just how novice we are. I mean, we literally don't know what we're doing. I was listening back a couple of weeks ago, thinking, we are clueless. We know nothing except what we've read on the internet. But it was such an eye-opening conversation. I came away thinking, I don't know about you, I came away thinking like we just had a crash course in pregnancy. I feel like everyone considering having a baby needs an hour of the scummy mummies. Yeah, I mean, it's the best advice and therapy session rolled into one turbocharger of swearing. Lots of swearing. What was your highlight? Um, I think honestly, it was hearing how warm and fuzzy Helen got when she talked about Mm. having kids. Because I'll be honest with you, if that didn't trigger something in you, then this is a losing battle. We may (laughs) as well just end it now. It did. It did, actually. But I also enjoyed Ellie ripping apart your use of the word mate instead of shag. I mean, it's an underused verb in my book. There's a reason it's underused. And that's because we're not pandas in a Chinese zoo. Fair point. (laughs) I'll take that. Anyway, without further ado, let's get cracking with episode two. And don't forget to make sure you subscribe to Maybe Baby so you get every episode straight to your phone as soon as we release them. And a word of warning, there are swears aplenty in this episode. Uh, majority F-words, but there's even a Jeremy Hunt in there, so don't say we didn't warn you.
So I'm very excited to introduce uh, two ladies to the podcast who I know will have me in stitches and I'm not talking about a cesarean. Uh, Hugely successful comedians, podcasters and authors in their own right. They've created a huge following around their no-holds-barred approach to dealing with the challenges of motherhood, but also just for being ruddy, funny and entertaining. Uh, With their first Edinburgh show coming up in August, we are chuffed they've been able to take the time out to talk to us about the horrific wonder that is the baby-making process. It's Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne otherwise known as Scummy Mummies. Welcome, ladies. Woohoo! Hello! Yeah! yeah. 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 Yes! Fucking intro! <laughs> yes! Are we allowed to swear? Yeah, you can oh, now swear. we are. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> great. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah. Joining us it's a very hot little sweaty room, it is, isn't it? It's nice. I don't know why you insist on recording a podcast in a sauna, but if you must, here <laughs> we are. I feel like if anyone can help us make a decision about whether or not to have a baby, it's you two. Right. Because you're proper parents. You've done it. You are both mothers to two kids. I don't know about proper. I mean, we are parents. We are literally parents. <laughs> yes. We are biologically speaking <laughs> parents. Proper is not a word I've ever heard associated with us before. Yeah, yeah. We, we managed to get through each day without our children dying. Uh, so I think Tick. that, yes, yep. exactly. They've survived. We've survived the last, well, I've been a parent nearly 11 years. And no no doubles, like no twins. We've actually gone through the pregnancy twice. Mm. I say we, like we've done it together, but yeah. not, not at all. Sometimes it feels like we have. Well, yeah. <laughs> I that's exactly. fine. It's like when you do a really good film and they go, this is so good, you get a sequel. So yeah. that's how you know you've done well. <laughs> no. I think. Is that work? I'm not sure that analogy works. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes, like The Godfather 2, the sequel is better. So yeah. it's like that. It's like that. I'm not saying that's Whoa. the case in my situation. <laughs> no. I'm saying so, in some people's cases. It's yeah. Just not yours, though. And some yeah. families yeah. are like Rocky. Yeah. So. Or Grease 2. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, who do you prefer, Charlie or Joe? Admit it. Uh, uh, I prefer them both to my husband. How's that? <laughs> is, that is that a reasonable compromise? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Did you always want to be mums? And if you didn't, when did you realise that you wanted to start trying for a baby? Oh, well, I always wanted to be a mum and I had dolls and I used to, I was a complete mum nerd. Like I remember in year five, <laughs> I wrote down a list of all the names I wanted to call my children, wow. fantasised about it, you know, so very maternal from the get-go. So I had my first baby when I was 29, which is in this world and the world I live in was quite young. So, yeah, yeah so I never... I can't remember a time I didn't want children, but I know that's different to you, Ellie. Yeah, I was I was a, quite a, a ner- not a really a maternal child. I was a much nerdier child, so I was very into books and video games. And my little brother was born when I was six, and famously, my parents bought me a Tiny Tears dolly. Do you remember these? And they, <laughs> the tiny these tears. dollies that would wet themselves. Yeah. And my parents there they had this. I think they'd read it in some hippie book in the eighties that if you give the old child this dolly, then it, they get to share the experience of raising a baby. Wow. And I was like, why have you given me a damp toy? I don't. <laughs> I have a comic book here that's perfectly adequate for my entertainment needs. I did speak like this when I was six. I must have been incredibly irritating. Um, And, yeah, there's this picture of me on the sofa in my parents' house reading a book with just my legs crossed with this doll just tucked in the box under the sofa because I just wasn't interested. I just didn't care. And then as I got older, I kind of thought, yeah, maybe I'll have kids made for me someone. But it wasn't. I was never in a sort of... That, that Ludo race that I think some people can get into if I've mm-hmm. got to meet someone, I've got to have a baby. And so I had Charlie when I was about 34. That's a nice age. Yeah, that was all right because I'd done a lot of, um, I believe, partying is, is the modern parlance. We all know what we're talking of, about. Yeah, uh, good times. And I'd done a lot of travelling and so I it wasn't that I was bored of all that. I had a brilliant time, but it meant that in those sort of dark days that everybody has with with a baby, I didn't feel like I was, I didn't have much FOMO. 
mm. as the millennials say. I didn't. I wasn't sitting there going, oh, "I wish I was at you know a, a party on a beach in Koh Phangan," because I do know what that's like. And actually, I'm quite tired, and you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm watching a rerun of Bullseye, and this is where I'd like to be. <laughs> I am, um, although I don't think that'll ever happen, you know, feeling that I want to have a baby. I have this innate curiosity about what goes on to our bodies when we're growing a whole new human inside us. I know that all women's pregnancies are different from, from what I've read and who I've spoken to. It's a quite a, a broad question, but how were your pregnancies? I knew I was pregnant pretty much after being flooded with my husband's <laughs> love potion. Um, what did I what? say the other night? I said How much baby, do you need to make baby gravy, baby yeah. gravy. Uh, yeah. Wow! I yeah, <laughs> I knew, and like my boobs started hitting straight away. Instantly constipated, instantly needed to go to the toilet. That so it's all some sex. <laughs> <laughs> I know that cigarette was just so good after all of that. Uh, yeah, so I, I sort of felt it very, very early on, and like had all the symptoms, like the spewing and all that sort of thing. Um, but I kind of loved every single bit of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the spewing bit so much, but I was because I was so nerdy about it, and I, I've got like a full, massive tome which I kept a pregnancy diary, all that sort of shit. Um, yeah, and I just kind of got excited about the like I read all the books where like the baby's a different type of fruit isn't it like it starts as a grape and then it works its way oh, up to yeah, a grape I've or heard things this. like that so yeah and I love I loved like you know no like the first kicks and all that sort of stuff was really exciting uh, and and I'm a fat person so actually being legitimately <laughs> fat was really awesome like I could pat my tummy in public without being uh, looked at <laughs> like a weirdo um, yeah it was great so you enjoyed it you enjoyed pregnancy yeah I did a lot I really did and um, I liked getting free seat on the train. What can I say? I'm a lazy cunt. Um, so that's about it in a nutshell. Yeah. Gibson? Yeah, the first one, Charlie was quite easy. It was all cause quite jolly and just, just ticked along really. And then the second one was much harder because I had a toddler already, but also uh, I found it very difficult to eat and I just wasn't hungry, and what I did eat made me feel poorly. And it was, and it, we were doing scummy mummies by then, so mm. we were working hard. And and then for reasons no one really knows, maybe to do with that, maybe not. Uh, Joe arrived two months early, so two that was months. a big, wow. a wow. big shock. Yeah, so I only sort of did three quarters of the second pregnancy, uh, <laughs> so I sort of skipped the last bit. It's like um, me and books. I only yeah. do three quarters yeah. of books. <laughs> the last page. Yeah. Um, so okay. is everything okay when he yeah. arrived? Well, well, no, uh, not then. Uh, he was in hospital for the first six weeks and it was very the first sort of week or so was very like it was the nurse said to me it could go either way which is a lovely reassuring <laughs> oh, that's phrase. what you want to hear like extra time yeah like a penalty shootout yeah yeah exactly like yeah. like an episode of Brookside who knows uh, <laughs> whether they'll find out who did the murder so uh, so that was that was dreadful obviously but now that was I can't remember now so he's four he's four so that was about four years ago roughly um, and now he's absolutely fine and it's all it's all great so yeah. Do you feel like you're pregnant for forty weeks? Is it more ten months you're pregnant for? Or is it nine? Because they say no. That... It's it's more yeah more nine because oh, you right, you okay. you start your pregnancy on the date of your last period. Oh, I see. So you may not have been inseminated for about two weeks after that, but it depends, and everyone has a different gestation, you know, length, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. yeah. What was the strangest thing that happened to your bodies that you weren't expecting? Uh, I mean, your your tits get huge. Your your nipples get very large. Um, your hair gets fantastic. Your nails get 
fantastic. Yeah. Your skin gets great. But really? I think that's basically because I gave up booze. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, that, that's the glow. That's the glow. That's probably it. I liked, you know, someone else putting on my shoes. I thought that yeah, was a really, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really thought, I really thought yeah. that was nice. Getting is this away. something you're, is this one of your sort of, uh, your obstacles? Is this what you're worried about? You yeah, I think. I think all aspects of having a baby terrify me. The pregnancy thing I'm just really curious about, like, because you hear just loads of stories about what you can and can't do. And, like, like you're not allowed to drink alcohol, which I'd really struggle with, because dry January was hard enough. Nine you months can, without you booze. You can, you can. You can I one, to, one a week. Yeah, glass a week. My kids are fine. I, mean, I remember with Charlie, but my baby, who was not premature, by the way, uh, <laughs> I, had, I, was, I went to work in America. I went to work in San Francisco for a week. And I remember, I, like, it got to the end of the week and I had a beer. And I sat down in the hotel bar. I was like, oh, it's my reward for the yeah. whole week. And the look I got from the Americans. Because oh, yeah. yeah. to drink when you're pregnant over there is absolutely taboo. It was, yeah. it was like, Apparently oh, well. fetuses are quite a big deal over there at yeah. the moment. Anyway, quite yeah. big. You should just be taking Ritalin. They're, they're yeah. like that. <laughs> just, just but it was when ready. I started racking out lines on the coffee table. Oh. Looks I got. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Do, you know, do, I think non-alcoholic beer is really good. Or wine. You can just sit in the pub just drinking. Looking, you used, just to, love, you used to love your Beck's Blue, didn't you? Bex Blue, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, non-alcoholic lager. Mm. I mean, I really love drinking, which makes me sound like a terrible human. But we all know. What I mean, I loved it, and I thought I would struggle with that. But yeah. honestly, that was easier than I thought it would be because you just sort of accept it. It's not a choice. Mm. I find that now. Uh, again, I'm sounding like a real alcoholic every day, but not every day. But like every kind of week, I think to myself, right, if I want to be healthy this week, I have to think about how much I'm going to drink. And I'm not going to drink those nights, but I'm going out that night, so I'll have a drink, but then I won't drink. You know, and when you're pregnant, you just don't have that thought process because you're just not drinking. So yeah. it's not a conversation you have to have with yourself. You're not regulating yourself or depriving yourself of something. No. It's just something you're not doing in the same way as you're not going to Greece for a holiday. <laughs> it's just not in the plan. Yeah. So it's not something you have to discuss. But I think essentially I am I'm terrified of of having something growing inside. Is it normal to be scared of pregnancy? Like, yeah, I feel like... I think it's sensible. Yeah. Because it is a huge physical thing and mental thing and emotional yeah. thing. And... What I think is interesting is that I would be more worried if you were sitting here going, if you're a person who's sitting here going, oh, pregnancy looks dead easy and it looks great and you're all glowing and it's all brilliant. Because I think those are the people who get in trouble, the people who have this right. expectation of pregnancy and mm. having a new baby. And they have a, a sort of movie kind of in their head of this lovely romantic picture. And then the reality doesn't match up to the expectation. Yeah. And those are the people I worry about more than the people like yourself who are like, oh, I don't know, is it going to be hard and a bit shit? Because... Yeah, probably, but then it'll be all right. <laughs> well, at least you know that. At least yeah. you know that. You say it looks like a movie. I think Kate thinks it's more like Freddy. <laughs> She's like, it's gonna destroy my internals. It's gonna rip its way out, and then it's gonna kill my family. Yeah. No, I, I do. I get. I get. Pretty dramatic, don't I want to talk about it? But like my friend, she's pregnant. We went to Madrid recently and she was laying on the sun lounger and just looking at her pregnant belly, one, made me feel weird. Physically why. sick, made you physically sick. Just say it. We all know it. We all know it. Yeah. I really wanted to say that. It did make me feel really sick. And yeah. then she went, oh, she's kicking. And then she put my hand on her. Oh, my word. Not, not I for you. Did not for you. Sicky that is weird. It was horrible. It it what is it like feeling a baby like kicking your tummy for the very first time? Doesn't that... Did it, it weird is. you out or were you like, this is incredible? I it feel. is weird because you don't even know what's what. Like, I, is, well, like, is it a bum or a head or an elbow or a knee? And then. I saw one of those uh, internet quizzes. <laughs> 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 and, it, and it can kick you. I, I don't know what you were like, Ellie, but 
my kids got really active in the night and that's that's when it was party time and they would like kind of rotate and like do a sharp kick behind my bladder. So if you ever felt that before, like, but I kind of liked it. I loved, I loved seeing the kind of elbows and knees coming, you know, out of the tummy, not out of it, not like alien, but you know. How far does it, do you see it protruding? Can you see? Three or four (laughs) metres. Standard. Does it look like art attack? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We did a bit of rock, paper, scissors. I mean, it was great. Um, You were able to spud in the womb. It was quite impressive. That's good. I've heard your fanny turns blue. Is that true or false? I, I haven't seen it for years. So You've never seen no, it. No, never looked, never looked. No. Um, hers, her, hers could be green for all she knows. The whole Stop time it. she's got no idea. No, so yours looked. didn't when you were pregnant? I heard Possibly. that you can you can turn toilet seats blue. Oh, you have really? a reaction. Yeah. Did she not just have new jeans on? That no. sounds actually ludicrous. <laughs> no, I'm going to Google that. Totally ludicrous. Listener. No, she said, yeah, she got up from the toilet seat and had gone blue or purple. I can't remember but there was like a chemical reaction. You can't dye your hair when you're pregnant. You're not meant to use harsh chemicals and things. And there's certain, like, I think it was a clary sage, there's a few things you're not meant to Oh, have. but it, they change it anyway. Yeah. Between yeah. my babies, they changed what you could eat and you couldn't yeah. eat. You couldn't eat smoked salmon and then you could eat smoked salmon and you couldn't yeah. eat this and you couldn't yeah. eat that. So you can't, you know. And I, with my second baby, I followed all the rules and I didn't smoke and I didn't drink and I didn't eat blue cheese and I still had a baby two months early. So I, mean, I wish I'd smoked, is what I'm <laughs> saying. I wish I'd been on 40 a day. What a waste of time that was <laughs> I mean now more than ever I mean people are saying oh no you can't eat this you can't eat that eggs the pasteurised stuff I, my friend the other day she was saying all the things that she couldn't eat or drink and I was like this has changed I don't remember it being this strict yeah. before yeah. when like my sisters were pregnant I don't remember them reeling off a list that as long as their arm I think I think it's because we're in this like kind of period of litigation and people don't want they just want to eliminate all risk and if there's a teeny tiny risk they do but most of the time it's fine and you think god the human race has survived millions of years people eating eggs, salami, yeah. Yeah. you know. I mean, the Middle Ages where we all lived in huts. It's like I mean, they're, they're going, oh, no, not the fish. No. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have right. the fish. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask, so obviously you're both comedians and I suppose a lot of what you write about is what you take from what happens in everyday life. Yeah. Did anything happen whilst you were pregnant that was so ridiculous you were like, I can't actually put this into a show because no one would believe it. Oh, what your husband said to you in the labour, that gets me every time. Go on. Uh, Okay, so I was about 14 hours into labour and I had my babies at home. I had two natural pain-free, not pain-free, what's the word? Fuck off. (laughs) Painful. Drug-free. Yeah, yeah, drug-free, that's it. God, (laughs) pain-relief-free births. But yeah, so I was labouring quite hard and then my husband turned to me and said, do you know what, I'm I'm quite tired. (laughs) And I was like, you're fucking tired. It's me mooing on all fours. And he said, well, you know, I've done a full day's work. That's it must him, have been exhausting think, for him. Oh, it was hard. It was hard for him just sitting there going, there, yeah. there, 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 and occasionally getting me a glass of water. A full but day's work. Don't do that, Bodge. I've got to say, no, I wouldn't do that. But you might want to bring people in for shifts. Fresh. No, no, awake, no, 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 no. no, okay. no she's doing it hard. You're yeah. doing it less hard. You yes, can... yes, I know that. I don't. <laughs> I am not in for a second claiming that. <laughs> Helen, I love that you gave birth twice, twice at home, yeah? Yeah. Why, why did you choose that over going to a hospital and having all the drugs? I'm very lazy, basically. <laughs> I, I like my, I've got a very nice sofa. Um, I, I, not now. No, no, we've it's had that blue. one. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of like the idea of doing it at home because they came to me. You know, the midwives, I had two midwives who came to me and I was never far away from a hospital. It's only 10 minutes from a hospital. And I just love the fact that afterwards I can sit with my baby on the sofa and that was it. And it was really uncomplicated. And I did both in blow up pools. Like both inflatable pools in the oh, lounge. Right. 
the more I hear people talk about it, the more I don't think it's a bad... Yeah. The NHS, like, on a ward with loads of women who are all either mm. in labour or... Are you in the same ward when you've had the baby or is it a different one? Is it post? Oh, it depends. It depends. Like, so you, you can be in a midwife-led unit. It depends mm. on the hospital as well. And then there's um, different... And we did you share... For Charlie, did you share... Or did you just come No, because I had both, I had both my babies in hospital and I... That was partly because I had to have an emergency cesarean with Joe, but with Charlie, I always wanted to be in hospital yeah. because, again, it's about there's no right or wrong, no. and it's, and it's mm. about what you want. And I, I feel safe being next to the doctors and the knives. That's where I want to be. Um, <laughs> and I'm not scared of hospitals. I don't have any of that anxiety. That I know lots of people have, understandably. So I was like, no, go to the nice hospital. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and I had my own room, I think, with Charlie. And then I had him and then was in there for about 12 hours and then home the next day. So that was fine. And then with Joe, um, I also had, I had the caesarean and then they put me in a room. They put him straight into intensive care. And they gave me my own room that was separate from the ward okay. so that I didn't have to be yeah. with the other mums who had their babies with them, which Rightly was so. really yeah. lovely. Mm. And I was, you know, I was very lucky to get that. You know, the NHS, in the in the trouble it's in, you know, it just so happened they could give me that experience. So mm. it is sort of pot luck, but you mm. do have a degree of choice and control yeah. in, in what you want. So mm. what, what would you have, Kate? Yeah. I know for a fact... That I will never push a baby out my vagina. Like that, I know. It's, it's fantastic. No, 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 I can't, I can't. I, I felt I, like I, a fucking I, warrior. <laughs> it's, I want to do it again. Does it feel oh like the biggest dump God. ever? I'm no, just trying to no, it's an incredible feeling. I just, oh my God. And, you know, like, oh, I've created this human and now I'm pushing it out of my body. And I, yeah, and I did it all myself. I, I, And I remember after the second baby, because like, both of them went relatively well, the midwife's like, you know, don't get addicted to childbirth because some people do. They get a rush because you do get this incredible feeling of hormones afterwards. Do you? Yeah, yeah. You know who you're saying? You felt like a warrior. Yeah. That sounds like the most traumatic experience anyone could ever go through. No, it wasn't. it wasn't. I was there, man. It was great. Oh, my God. How? I loved it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. know the science of it. Having done it both times, I would say I had the same experience yeah. in terms of the emotions I felt and the hormones and the love and the, you know, the bond was immediately as strong. Yeah. Yeah. I've had friends who've had to have emergency C-sections and I, I'm really devastated that I couldn't do it naturally. And I'm like, you've. I can no. see why some women really want to do the yeah. natural thing and push it out. I just have an incredibly big fanny. Um, so, you know, I was quite lucky. <laughs> massive hips big ass everything kind of worked but you know it could have rolled the dice and it couldn't have worked so I don't feel I don't feel like I was special or did anything in particular it's just the roll of the dice mm. really and you know and then but the real work starts as soon as the baby arrives I think people get so obsessed with the birth yeah. you have all the support there for the birth and the pregnancy and then they go here's the kid off you go you've got it for life I know <laughs> don't fuck it up yeah <laughs> You get, I mean, you were already home. Like, yeah. once the midwives were gone, were you like, what do I do with this? Well, by the time my mum arrived, like, a couple of hours later, it made me some cheese on toast. And that was probably one of the nicest things, you know. Oh, like, what yeah. a snack to have. Yeah. Because you couldn't have like... cheese before or no? No, no. I just, I just <laughs> no. have to have cheese every couple of hours. Um, so that was good. And Ellie, you had your, you've always had your parents around for... Yeah, I I, had, I was very lucky. So when my when Charlie was born, I was living with my parents, which sounds as glamorous as it is. But we were trying to sell our flat at the time, me and my husband. So we'd moved in with my folks. And the sale of the flat 
fell through on the day my son was born, which was amazing. My husband sensibly did not tell me about it for about five days. He's just like, I'm just going to keep this news I, to I myself. I can see why he did that. Yeah, I yeah. totally. So yeah. that was fine. Um, so, yeah, so then we went back to my folks and it was amazing. And I, if you can do this and you get on with your parents, I would say, oh, my God, it was brilliant. Because basically I had a cook, I had a cleaner, I had a nanny. They did my food shopping uh, and I would be up all night with the baby feeding and feeding and feeding. And then like my mum would just come in at 8 a.m. and go, give me the baby. And she would just take the baby and I would just fall back into bed and, and pass out oh, for lush. a couple of hours and then she would come and bring him to me and I would feed him and then and it was idyllic honestly and I was very lucky so I said if you can be with family get on with or if you can hire a doula which is another a thing doula what's that do. uh-huh ah yes what's a doula talk to me um well it's sort of like it's like a maternal health support worker so you can get a doula that helps you through your pregnancy and then is there she's your she's your backup while you're giving birth so you've got your partner with you but then she can talk to the midwives. She's got your back. She knows your birth plan. And she she can be, I guess, attached but unattached in terms of she can be your voice when you don't have one. I've never heard of doulas. So do you pay, like you'd pay for these? Yeah, yeah. So, again, not everybody can afford that. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, but yeah. if you can afford it. Even a couple of hours a day just to help yeah. you out, um, help with breastfeeding if you want to breastfeed. There are night doulas who will get up with the baby all night for you. Our friends had a night nanny and they said it literally was it saved them because they would go to bed at like nine o'clock at night and this woman would come and just do the night feeds. They'd wake up at like 6am fresh and ready to take care of the baby, which yeah. if we could afford to do that. I, I was just going to go back to the point where you said about going back to your parents because, uh, and I was smiling there. Because... Yeah. If I said to my mum, can we move back in after I've had the baby, she would literally tell me to fuck off. Have you she thought would... of moving in with my parents? <laughs> Please, <laughs> I can <laughs> see if they're available. They're very agreeable. They're very uh, good. Your yeah. dad makes a lovely dinner. Do you know what? I remember you had some photos and you said to your parents, um, do you mind if I store these in your... In, in your loft. So they've got a four-bedroom house with garages in Beckenham, big place, only them two, and then now we haven't got any space, have we? So I'm no just space for a... a bag of photos. Do you know what the price per square foot is, is in Beckenham? I mean, I live in Forest Hill. It's my dream to live in Beckenham. It's got a bloody Waitrose. You can't be storing your photographs. I used to work in Beckenham Waitrose. Oh, I, was love that Waitrose. I used to work in Forest Hill Sainsbury's. Yay. Look at the different paths our lives have taken. Look where we are now. Yeah, my parents live in Beckenham in a four-bed house with a garage, just them two. And they what? said that they couldn't, one of those IKEA blue bags full of photo albums. I went, can I store this at your house? Because we're in North London. We have a two-bed flat. No, there's no room in our, our house. Do you think they're going to let me move in with my new baby? Sure. Weeks? What I like is we're talking, we've been talking for quite some time about what is possibly the biggest decision you can ever make about something that would affect your life forever, permanently. And I've not seen you this animated and excited <laughs> until you're talking about your parents storing your fucking photos in their loft in Beckenham. That's, that does make me think, is she ready for <laughs> this challenge? I, I know, don't know. I know this right. is what's getting her upset. I'm getting all nostalgic, so. I'm like, yeah, parents' house, Waitrose, Beckenham, and then we go back to baby talk. It's a I'm very like, strong branch, mind. It's a very strong branch. It, it is. Very yeah. good. Well, I met my first boyfriend. He was on Meat and Cheeses, and I was on Checkouts. Oh. And he wrote me love. Why am I talking about this in front of you? It's I'm loving it. No, it's good. <laughs> I'm beyond it. It's fine. <laughs> I went to M&S and didn't mate with anyone there, so. You didn't mate with anyone? <laughs> <laughs> what, like a bonobo? What are you talking about? Is that how he describes it to you? Did God, you no wonder you don't, you don't even want to conceive. <laughs> All right, Kate, shall we mate tonight? <laughs> I feel like a 
mate with Kate. <laughs> I haven't seen you for two weeks. You best be up for mating. Imagine if you said that. To <laughs> oh, <laughs> now, we do have a funny word for it, though, but we're not going um, oh, oh, no, oh, to... Oh, no, you have to tell us now. They call it boom, boom, don't you? Oh, oh nice. I say, I want you in my boom. womb. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. That's what we do. I want you in my womb. We're so sad. We are so... Personal question alert, seeing as we're talking about that. Let's do it. Let's go Did you shag during pregnancy? Yes. What's Not you two. Not at all. Not at all. We had a few goes, but I couldn't be bothered, really. It I was, was very tired, and I just well, I just didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like no, it. No, I think we, we did it more just to get it done. But, yeah, I felt a bit <laughs> bovine, you know, because there's not yeah. a lot of position options. It's mainly just your dog style. Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, I was quite, I, I sort of, I was just quite monastic. No booze, no <laughs> yeah. sex. But I saw it as a as a finite thing, right? Yeah. So, and I think you can do anything for a sort of limited amount of time. Mm. Um, it's like giving birth. My mum, one of the best pieces of advice my mum said to me, she said, it will be fucking painful, it'll be really awful. It's one day of your life. It's one day of your life. Some people get unlucky and it's three or four days, but glossing over that. Put it this way, you said you wanted to walk 600 miles in a week. Kate's not very good with numbers sometimes. So she went, I need to do these things for the RSPCA. They want me to do a challenge. So I found this challenge. It's like a 600-mile walk, so I'm just going to do that. <laughs> and I was like, do you know how long that takes you? I'll walk 24 hours. I don't need to nap. I'm superhuman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like that lady. She was The woman who won the ultra, ultra, ultra marathon, she had a baby who she was breastfeeding at the time and she would run, 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 oh. Express the milk and then keep running. What and then a champ. She, yeah, she'd have five days or something. Oh, what a champ. Just, how does being pregnant affect your partners? Like, what can he expect me to be like? Because I know that your hormones rage. I see women all the time posting after they've given birth. And I'd like to thank my husband because you put up with me during pregnancy, my crazy hormones. And I'm like, what do they actually mean by that? Like, do you really turn into a monster? I think it just depends. Like, you get quite emotional, I think. But that, again, people, it's all different, isn't it? And I think yeah. some people, if you're already a bit emotional, then it can just be a heightened thing. Um, yeah, I think oh, I was really hungry. And when I get hungry, as Ellie will know, I get quite cross. And I was hungry <laughs> the whole time. So have a lot of food around you. And just be kind to yourself as well. Kind of in the same vein, what advice would you give me? Because obviously at the point of pregnancy... You know, you've got nine months and as a guy, you're like, well, I'm sure lots of guys go, hey, I'm going to stop drinking now for nine months and going out because I'm going to support you. Well, now. one of you should, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke from our show, but yeah. <laughs> and then like a month in, you'd be like, so the lads are all going out tonight. Do you mind if I go out? And are there things that you're just like, this is what you should do? Like, this is how you should support? I think you've got to work it out between you. I, I vaguely remember being quite keen that Pete did go out while I was pregnant because I, I didn't usually feel like it always and, and I said to him quite openly once the baby's born you're on fucking lockdown son like we, I'm going to need son. you here to yeah. help me yeah so basically it chip yeah, basically turned <laughs> into someone from the bill I was just like you're going to need to be right. here DCI Burnside <laughs> six months knocks up hard labour um, so I was like no like I'm going to need you like go out with the boys like have a good time and have a laugh because your life's about to be fucked yeah. so um, and I did go out a bit because I was very sociable but I did learn the thing of you know when you're so Sober, it's really fun till about 10 o'clock at night and then you're sober and everyone's drunk and people start repeating themselves on a loop. But being pregnant <laughs> is brilliant because you just go, oh, guys, I'm really tired. I'm just going to get a cab. And 
nobody does like, oh, I've run my Jane, you can't go, it's my birthday. Oh, oh, oh. And then people just go, oh, I'm going, Jane, I'll get you a taxi. So uh, I quite enjoy yeah. being able to go home early when things got boring. So that's a benefit. That's, that's a, a bonus. Yeah. That's a tick. I'll write that down. Cabs home early. Oh, we're at 89% themselves. now. We're at 89. Is that one percent? It's like the skybox. We've yeah, just got yeah, yeah. delete, delete, delete all these obstacles. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Uh, so, best part of being pregnant and the worst part of being pregnant. Oh, I just love rubbing my bump and talking to my baby and going, these are all the wonderful things we're going to do together. We're going to have a really lovely life together. And I'm like, you know, and I, I found out the sex of my baby. Yeah. And some people do, some people don't. But I really love that at 20 weeks. And I got really excited about having my little girl and my little boy. It was just so, and I, yeah, I loved writing down what we were going to do together and um, and playing music to the baby and all that sort of stuff. And then talking to it and feeling the kicks back and my husband talking to the baby. I, I loved it. I just, I loved the anticipation of the person they were going to be and all that sort of stuff. Oh. I mean, it turns out they're assholes, but they like, <laughs> but like that time they were they were perfect. I like the free dentistry. I don't oh, feel like enough to say excellent about oh, that. That is a really yeah, great getting teeth check for free. Eighty-eight percent. Look at her face. Oh Look my at her really? face. Really, I spent. Can you get them so whitened for free as well? I mean, how far no, is it? There's going? a limit. There. I didn't know that when you were well. pregnant, you get free dentistry. Any other perks? Also, you go to those baby groups, you get a lot of free biscuits. Uh, oh, that's quite good. What about the worst thing I think just the tiredness especially with the second one as I said because I already had a toddler yeah. Yeah. so just being very tired um, and trying to you know still be there for that baby who's still a baby and, and grow the new one I found that mm. quite challenging but yeah like Helen's saying I loved you know yeah that connection stuff is is nothing like nothing else really even when the baby's out it's it's different and arguably stronger but it's a different kind of connection they say it's important don't they talking to your baby and playing music and stuff like that yeah what did you play things. Oh, anything I liked, you know, jungle like, music. Ovs, Ovs, big jungle <laughs> fan. Mainly, uh, jungle he's, a ma- bass. he's a massive jungle fan. <laughs> That's jungle right. Bass. That's what you uh, want. Ace of bass. Um, we watched a lot of The Wire, so <laughs> <laughs> we started calling my baby the, the bunk. We ended up calling it the bunk. 
Some people call it peanut or we call it bunk. Yeah. Really did it come out of a Baltimore accent? <laughs> Sadly not. I First was very disappointed. I had no idea what they were saying. So it's <laughs> quite similar to having a baby. I can't tell you how sad I was to have a white South East London baby. I was like, this is not, this is <laughs> Hang not on. supposed to happen. <laughs> I can't stand it when people call their baby peanut. Oh, I yeah, just... the tweeness of pregnancy can go fuck itself. <laughs> really, just fuck the fuck off. Like, yeah, it, Good. You, do, you don't. You, you're not a better person because you're pregnant. You are not a better person because you, you've you coughed a baby out. Really, we've literally been having babies for billions of years. We're not yeah. special. But if you do it, you know, great. What made you guys start Parenting Podcast? Whose idea was it? Ellie's. Yeah? Yeah. What's um, your idea? Yeah, so so after I I didn't stop comedy till after I'd had a baby because I it was about he was about eighteen months old and I thought you know I'd like to just try something else and I was doing I was a video games journalist which is already a stupid job it's so I was job. like why don't I do another stupid job uh, <laughs> for money yeah for money <laughs> but I know I went and I didn't think of it as a job just something to do it was this comedy course and I was like that's a reason to go to a pub of a Monday night that's good so I went and did this course really liked it and then on my third ever gig I met Helen at this, I say stand-up comedy club, it was a shipping container under a flyover in Deptford uh, next to a converted bus that sold pizza. <laughs> it's just like Beckenham, really. Oh, it is. Totally. It is. It's, it's, it's the Notting Hill of the South. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, Helen got up on stage and just did all these brilliant jokes, um, a few about being a mum, but just about marriage and just, you know, and I and we just, you know, I speak for myself, but we really liked each other. Mm. And then we started hanging out, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. And one of the things, because our, the loveliest fact about the going mummies, loveliest, I don't know, interesting, <laughs> is that our baby boys were born 11 days apart by the same, midwife and that we mm-hmm. lived around the corner from each other but we never saw each other it was like sliding doors like like really? we probably just we, we talked about the same parks cafes that we went to but for 18 months yeah. we didn't meet each other sliding fannies a woman was looking at our fannies oh, 11 right. days apart <laughs> hopefully she washed her hands in between but yes, um, so they were a bit blue actually <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so so we, we sort of lived it, it is quite a strange coincidence and then we sort of met and then and it was uh, after a few um, weeks we sort of said oh well let's hang out with the lads because we've both got toddler boys and we could just sort of hang out and we originally said oh we should do some comedy but then um, and we used to go to gigs together but do our five minute sets separately and then I just got this email in the June six years ago saying I've got this idea for a podcast called and I think it's going to be called Scummy Mummies and we can just talk about you know the shit that we talk about because we weren't kind of talking about oh I just it's so great we were talking about all the shit stuff yeah. and we'd make each other laugh and the funny stuff and, and so much of parenting and, and stuff is is funny and that's one of the things I like about it you know obviously I love my kids blah 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 but um, I love the funny shit that happens all the time mm. and you know it's, yeah and it's very lucrative it turns out it is out. <laughs> and like now, shit things happened and Ellie and I go that's a new joke. Like, mm. literally, we were driving to the ferry for the Isle of Wight and we were running so late that we couldn't stop and both the kids are like, I need a wee, I need a wee! And we're like, you're going to have to double bag it, kids. <laughs> so both my kids pissed in a bag on the highway. Ah. Do you say highway? No way. Dude, Mo- she's going back up to 89%. <laughs> Honestly. Right. And I've then, got sweaty palms. And they both handed me big bags of piss, which oh. I had to hold on my lap, which kept, kept... And then when we got to the ferry, I ran out and put both bags of piss in a bin. 
to be fair. And we all, we all felt like oh champions. Like, are you, are you no. quite an on-time person or are you a late person? I try to be on time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you make the ferry, though? In the yeah, end? we made the ferry. Yes. And we had enough time for Costa. I mean, that, <laughs> we, we all felt like champions. It was great. And we laughed. And the thing is, I think we've all kind of chilled the fuck out. Like, Because once things happen like that, once, you know, your child shits itself in a toy shop and you have mm. to wipe it up with your foot. Um, like, 94%. Yeah. <laughs> you can do anything. Like, you're, 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 it's like that fight or flight thing. Your stress hormones. Mm. You're like, oh, everything's fine. You just don't care. You just, just don't much, care. You, know, you, just you like, chill yeah. out. It must be quite liberating just for life to, to yeah. stop caring about stuff like that yeah. that's right exactly. shit happens literally yeah. literally, literally all the time every day yeah. I, I guess with the podcast as well there's just a never ending cycle of events yeah. happening so you have different stages which you can cover so it's such a great concept yeah. for a podcast and they make you fucking laugh all the time like the other day my, my son came up to me after they're having a shower and he, he hit me on the boob I said he can't can't touch people on the boobs they're private parts he said well like penises I said yes my boobs are like penises he's like <laughs> mummy you have lovely penises <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> See, yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, you always say that to me, don't you? Because you are like, you seem to think that I think that babies stay like babies forever, just That's... spewing and shitting oh. and peeing. She thinks eighteen years old we're don't. still going to be wiping up shit. I don't. No, you're not. And You'll you be always right. has to say to me, they yeah. grow up, they turn oh, into awesome. people that you can have conversations with, and they're yeah. funny. Kids are funny. Yeah. I mean, we had one. We babysat one a child one. this weekend. <laughs> one of those one things. Of them. <laughs> We were delivered one by accident, so we had to hold on to it. Got with a delivery. And she's, what, nearly two? Margot, yeah, we babysat Margot. First child we've ever babysat properly like she's 18 months you enjoyed it more than I did I was you stressed I love her she's a decent kid she's funny and she's, she's always happy kid. she was lovely but at the end we gave her back and mine was just like like imagine if that was our baby and I was just like just don't care <laughs> just don't I don't feel it. Yeah, yeah. And but it's you are, you are, so sad. But babies are biologically designed. This is just a fact. They're designed to make you fall in love with them and want to protect them and look after them. That's why they have huge eyes that are very emotive, even though they can't talk to you. And like dogs. That's, like yes. dogs. I love they're dogs. Just, they're yeah, just hairless like puppies. Dogs. They're hairless dogs. That's oh, it. That's what I'm saying. so nice. And they smell babies' heads. Oh, delicious. That yeah. I will agree. Babies yeah. do smell lovely. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Why do they, speci- just the shampoo? No, no they just have no, a baby they have smell. A, they have a baby smell. Just a baby smell. And also for the <laughs> first six months, you don't feel feed them any solids. So the shits and piss doesn't smell that bad. Really not, but that it bad. can be green, can't it? And it can go up their back. I remember my twin sister changing her son's nappy in front of me, and she was like, "Oh, he should have his back." And I was like, "That's not normal." She was like, "No, it is. It yeah. can go up it, their back." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "This is just awful." This is just, <laughs> just like, wet wipes, what? man. He just wet wipes his back. <laughs> Are you <laughs> telling me, Kay Lawley, you've never shut up your own back? Come on, you're gonna sit there, <laughs> look think. me in the face. <laughs> Let me go back to Ibiza 2004. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're an halfway up your spine. Have you ever shut up someone else's back? <laughs> It'd be the 2016. Uh, no. <laughs> I think Bodge would rather go back to his own conception. Yeah, yeah I think you would. So let's nice go back to that. Um, what advice would you give to couples in our situation where one person desperately wants to be a parent and the other person has no interest? Oh, are we talking generally or do you want us to solve this for you guys? Yes, please help. Please, please yeah. help. <laughs> I think you... Oh. Should we be getting married? But if I'm right, you're saying should we get married before we've resolved this yeah. issue? Yeah, because I've basically said... I'll be ready next year after we get married. But I said two years ago I'd be ready this year, and then I've now I've now pushed it back. Mm. I it's keep a pushing lot like it back, and I'm worried that a Tory MP. It's just lots of lies. <laughs> <laughs> I keep pushing it back, and I'm worried 
that next year I'm going to push it back again. But then we've married and I've said to you, oh, no, I'll be ready. It's and like then Brexit. Oh, it's just <laughs> so annoying. It's more yeah. annoying than Brexit. Oh, look, oh, look, no, you, you, you asked for my opinion. Um, <laughs> here it is. Yeah. You're a really warm, loving person. You obviously love this guy. I do. And having a baby is a, is a wonderful thing. It is hard and you're absolutely right to feel nervous, but I can only speak from my experience. It is the best thing I've ever done. I've never felt love, excitement, joy, you know, all the things. It is a complete and utter fucking joy. And you will love your baby. Yes, You Helen. will love yes, that Helen. baby so hard. Have this tenor. <laughs> and some money. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie, you look like you're thinking of something you want to say, but you're worried about saying it, to well, be honest. I think it's difficult because I've got friends who are in their 40s, women friends who don't have babies, and, you know... It, I, I can't say that that's true for everybody. I can't yeah. say it's true for everybody that having a baby makes your life and all this stuff and it makes you complete because for some people that's not true. But it, I, it was true for me. It was true mm. for Helen. And the thing is, you're not sitting here saying, I'm just really happy with my life as it is now and I'm just really confident and this is what I need, blah, blah, blah. You're sort of saying, I'm 88% since I've yeah. met you, Ellie mm. Gibson. And, and <laughs> I do sort of think, especially if you're with someone to whom this is really important and you want to, be together yeah I think it's worth a punt <laughs> I just think if you don't do it you can't change your mind in five years and if you do do it fuck it it's 20 years max do you know what I mean <laughs> and then you would be fine I would be more worried than I, if you were sitting here just going oh but yeah it would just be really nice I think it would be really lovely <laughs> but like I just don't know if it's for me you're sitting here going fuck it sounds really hard and awful and, and shit and all those things are true but you're, the bit you're missing I feel like is that it's also incredibly magical and wonderful and special and it really is unlike I know everyone says this but it's unlike anything else you've ever done or experienced mm. so it's like Disneyland yeah yes. like okay. Disney, no it's you're like fucking Alton up... Towers even better <laughs> world of adventures and the fact that you're so worried about it makes me feel better for you because it makes me feel like you're. that's half the preparation is kind of knowing what you don't know and the people like I said the people who get in trouble are the people who have a fantasy and then that doesn't come true yeah. Yeah. you sort of have the opposite of a fantasy you sort of have a nightmare <laughs> I think you'll be pleasantly surprised <laughs> yeah it's like lower your expectations and, and it can only get better don't be afraid to ask for help if you, if you can kind of not be proud about things I think that's what I that was my biggest sort of regret in the first year I was like I'm going to do everything myself I'm going to prove it to them I'm the best mum yeah. uh, and that wasn't good for me or my mental health you go yeah you make my dinner you do that for me yeah. you know all that sort of stuff I think that's that's that would be my advice I think what I, f I find mad as well just having talked to um, other blokes about it mm. and how some of them will be like well no we can't do that because my missus will do this with the baby or, there seems to be like this entrenched idea of like how you should be with a baby and I'm just like give the baby to my mum and let's go away for the weekend I don't give a shit like <laughs> it's not like I want to have a baby but I don't also want to have a baby all the time I want to have fun with you still I want to go out you know for dinner okay. and things like that <laughs> yeah okay now, you know everything I just said um, yeah go on well I think you the thing is you don't know what kind of baby you're going to get and you don't know what state your parents are going to be in in a few years that's you know that's my, my mum did a lot of childcare for my first child and she's just not able to with my second child but yeah we've got an amazing nanny so you can work I guess that's what I'm saying you can work through these problems and these solutions is, yeah that's right but yeah if, you, if you're really expecting to be partying in a beef for, for two weeks no. a, a fortnight after it's yeah. born then no. you can fuck off yeah. <laughs> I think because we go away a lot on holiday together just yeah. us I mean Ibiza days are long gone but like mm. 
to be able to do that without the kid. But people say, no, you want to take your baby with yeah. you. It's not you, that yeah. bad. Well, yeah. I, do, I really, I don't even, I don't even really get kids clubs. When I'm on holiday with my kids, I want to spend that time with my kids because yeah, the rest of the time they're at school or childcare. Mm. So I like being with my kids. They're not yeah. always assholes. Mm. So, you know, um, and yeah, me and my husband occasionally we go away to a spa for an evening, which lovely. I'm sure is the same as what you're thinking. Watch yeah. a week in Sardinia, yeah. <laughs> but we have a lovely time and it feels yeah. special and it feels romantic and it feels yeah. Mm. But yeah, I didn't want to leave my baby for the first couple of years, like not even for a night. No, just didn't want to. And you and I, we went to Nepal last year, didn't we? Yeah, the charity thing, and that was a week. And that was the that was the first time I'd been away from them for longer than I think a night. Yeah. How did you cope? I was away. all right to about day four, and then it got yeah. quite hard. But then, yeah, it was it was fine. We were up a mountain. I was worried about other things, <laughs> but Ellie was fine. She just drank beer. Yeah, <laughs> I think the overwhelming consensus we get from friends and family and stuff is that it's the hardest thing you'll ever do, but it's also most rewarding. I mean, look at us. We've made a fucking career and lots of money out of saying parenthood's a bit some shit. Some money, some, some money, some money, uh, uh, enough money. If yeah. the tax man's listening, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but yeah. and you know if that. That 10% of you is really, really loud and is saying, this is going to make you really unhappy and fuck up your life. And if you know that in your soul, what can I tell you? I don't want you to be fucking unhappy. No. All I can tell you is my experience. And my experience is that was not true for me Mm. or literally anyone I know. Hand on heart, I do feel like I'm being forced into it. That's how I feel. I've told you this. I feel like so many people are going, just do it. Just grow a pair. Just do it. You'll love it once the baby comes out. You'll be a great mum. I'm like, I actually do believe I'd be a good mum because I'm Mm. a good mum to my dogs. And I do believe that if that baby came out of me, there's no way I couldn't love it. But I just feel like I just don't... Right now, I just can't ever imagine me changing my mind and, and wanting a kid. So it's hard. It's hard, and it happened to a friend. We had a girl, a friend of mine, Keza, on the podcast. Oh. It happened to her, and I've known her since she was about 16. And all through her 20s, she was like, don't want kids, don't want kids, don't want kids, don't want kids. And she got together with this guy, Kristen, who's older and who already had a child. And um, then she hit, like, her 30s, and then suddenly something did switch, and she just went, no, I, I want kids. And then he split up because of it, because he was like, whoa, I've, I've done that. Oh, wow. Uh, mm. And she was like, no, I want, this is, I just have to, I, you know. Um, and they they've, have had a baby and he's a few years old now and they're having an amazing time and it's worked out for them. And that's not true for everybody. Mm. So, and it's not true that your your switch will flip next year. I and I know what you mean a bit because I have two kids and people ask me quite a lot, will you have a third? And just, I do not have that anymore. I I. I love babies. I love my my nanny's got a six month old baby. He's gorgeous. I love cuddling him, and I'm always happy to give him back. And I never get that twang of, oh, I'd like one more. So I I have empathy for just not yeah. feeling it. But I'm so wish, glad I've got mine. I do wish I did have it though, because I know you'd be a great dad, and I think we'd be good parents. But I just feel like I can't do something if there's doubt in me. I can't have a baby if there's doubt. Mm. I mean, you've made so many bad decisions over the years. With <laughs> Why can't you just make this one? Here's one thing. I never wanted a dog. <clears throat> I, my ex-boyfriend said, let's get a dog. I was like, no, don't want a dog. Don't need a dog. Mm. Now I just couldn't imagine my life without them. And I do think, well, maybe that would be the same with kids. But it's just a bit of a bigger what's deal. The, what's the worst thing? <clears throat> what's, what's the worst thing that could happen if you have a baby? Um, you leave me and I'm left with a baby I didn't want. Which, uh, 50-50? No. Uh, <laughs> no, but I think that's why we're doing this. Because we can... Like, we're literally preparing so well for this. Like, I've never prepared for anything. Are you like, talking about leaving us? Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, got my bags packed. No. Um, and I just think, 
you know, we know that it's very easy to fall out of each other. We know that sleep's super important. Mm. There's all these different bits. And it's like, okay, so if we do X, that will make our lives a bit easier. And then we do this and it'll be easier. And so I think I love spending my time with Kate, obviously. You know, I think we're a really good partnership. Uh, We've got a great life now of our dogs. I think it'll be added to if we have a little baby. And um, I think if we put enough things in place, it won't wreck our entire relationship. We know it's going to be difficult. So if we put things in place, we can make it easier. Yeah. I, will, I will pick you up on the word added to, because I don't know if that's, if you don't mind me saying much, okay. I don't know if that's the right word to use or the right way to think about it, because okay. it's not like you're adding a thing into a thing that already exists. No, fair. It is, it will transform your life. It will not add to it. It will change it, and it will change your relationship, but not necessarily for the worse. Mm. But do you think that's Yeah, fair? and and also, like, don't be afraid to go to couples counselling. Now and afterwards um because i i've done it and and i know so many friends who've done it and it's really good because you you get into this bubble where you don't you know sometimes you don't leave the house and sometimes it's really good to go and talk to someone who's neutral not a friend not anyone related to you go and see counseling and that was the best thing i ever did really yeah that saved us we did speak about that the other night didn't we <laughs> you did. but my friend told me about her friend she didn't want kids, really career-driven. He did. They went to a couple's therapist and then they broke up. <laughs> what if this person who's neutral says, if you want different things, break up? You don't have to do what the therapist says. Very good point. <laughs> Very good point. They're not fucking gone. Some of them are full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. good point. Some but of them I'd... are excellent. But yes, exactly right. And I think, I think just be open to, um, to changes as well. Like, you will change and that's okay. And I would say, I think it's made my relationship stronger. Not that God knows we fight at least as much as before. We definitely bicker and, and there are rows and all of that. But it feels now that there is this common goal. There's this common thing that we share and that we're sort of working on. I make my children sound like a maths project. Um, <laughs> but um, there's this thing that we're doing together. And that's sort of non... The idea of doing that separately for us currently is non-negotiable. So we can have a big row but I feel more secure than I did when we were together in our 30s because someone could always walk out the door. Someone could always go, oh, and sometimes people did. You know, you could just go, oh, fuck you. Yeah. We're going to stay at my mum's and store some photographs in a loft, whatever, <laughs> you know. And it, and it felt much more dramatic and more wobbly. Whereas now we're really committed to these kids and to raising them together. And currently that makes me feel quite secure in the relationship but I like your rule your relationship rule about the rowing when you have the new baby yeah yeah so my rule and I think it's a good rule for life is that <clears throat> we used to swear each other overnight because you know in the middle of the night so we're like, you fucking get the baby you get the baby you get the bottle you put it on your boob um, and we would say the worst things to each other like the worst things but it hit whatever we said to each other um, by 6am we would forget we just forgive each other because that you you're just not yourself. No, you're not. Yeah, and you're tired and all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, so don't yeah, just yeah. forget. And you it. know that thing about never go to sleep on an argument. Do fuck that. That's bullshit. <laughs> you can go That's to sleep on an argument. Bullshit. Absolutely, yes, you absolutely can. You're no, both we, still going to be there in the always, morning. We always you always get really. If we have an argument and we're both there like grumbling in bed like back yeah. to back, she just goes. <laughs> 
I don't want to sleep on an argument. And I'm like, well, I can't, I can't be mad at you now. God. No. I, you guys, I, you're great. I can't believe I'm like that. I used to storm downstairs and sleep on that really uncomfortable It was really funny because she'd go, I'd be like, sweet, double bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, thank you so much for your advice and the lols. We've really enjoyed speaking to you. Yeah. I hope we've been helpful. I feel like we've sort of... We've just said of sin. We've had a nice time. Yeah. I'm 85%. 85%. Oh! Yeah, I'm 85%. I don't wait. 85% against or for? <laughs> against. Oh, right. Still. I thought against. it maybe I'll have that ten of that Big please, swing. Yeah. What, swing. What can we expect from your Edinburgh show, by the way? Oh, uh, well, we, you'll see two women in their 40s <laughs> wearing cat suits doing some very sophisticated tit jokes. Are yes. you wearing the gold cat suits? Of course. Yes. Oh. We may wear the twat suits as well. Have you seen the twat suits? <laughs> no. Oh. You should come to our show. Yeah, Actually, do you know what? You should come to see our show. That may swear you. Yeah. <laughs> That'll send you right back up to 99. <laughs> Will it? Yeah. Will it really? <laughs> So in our show we have, um, uh, yeah, we wear catch suits and we sing silly songs and we do sketches and stand up, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, probably the best bit, let's yeah. be honest, we get the audience to write down their scummy mummy confessions. So funny stories, that real life stories that have happened to them and then we read out the best ones and we crown the winner and stuff like that. So come along. Love that. Hear eight or nine true parenting <laughs> stories and then tell me what percentage you're at. Yeah. But I'd also, love to. you, like the, the camaraderie in the audience, when we have like 500, women and three men in the audience <laughs> cheering and they, and they all come out going oh I feel great and there's a real sense of you know community in there it's pretty it's pretty awesome I, I mean they're mainly just pissed aren't they just Ellie? pissed me we're coming oh, <laughs> oh, the lads love it though yeah and they sort of club together as well yeah. and like you know uh, yeah just to warn you though the women quite often uh, do take over the men's toilet <laughs> right often quite shocked for my dad who's our roadie who's often in there having a shit when 30 <laughs> women come in and he doesn't he doesn't enjoy that so no. he needs when I was at university and I had courses that clashed and the lecturer said oh you should do women's history and 18 year old me said oh yeah women's history that's a women brilliant <laughs> I went in there yeah alright and you walked in and they all hated me your fault yeah that was a semester <laughs> of being told how I was responsible for everything <laughs> So, Did you think it was going to be like chapter one, bras? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I, I mean, look, yes. Basically, 18-year-old me was not sophisticated. Well, not that I am now, but, you know. You should have a baby with this guy. He's cool. What? <laughs> What's the scummiest mummy story you've had someone admit to at one of your shows? Oh, there's been some good ones. So many, so many ones. Uh, my favourite one, I think, of all time is the, um, the story where the mum... Uh, she, they had a posh lunch for the great aunt and uncle okay. and she told the three kids to go upstairs and get changed and the two older kids came downstairs, you know, in little outfits. And then the three-year-old was quite a while and then she eventually appeared uh, holding a wand and wearing the mum's French maid's outfit which she found <gasps> under the bed. <laughs> So yes. this, okay, and so she won. This was in Bromsgrove, <laughs> just outside of Birmingham, and she came onto the stage. Everyone cheered, and then we asked her, "So you were the French maids? What's your husband?" Yeah, and you said, "So yeah. what's your husband?" Because the husband was in the audience as well, yeah. right? He'd come to the show. Are you the pool you said, boy? Are you the pool boy? And he went, oh, "On the gladiator," <laughs> and the whole place. <laughs> yes. yes. Heroes. Still fucking doing it. I doing love it. it. The gladiator. You look so hot as the gladiator. Oh, that's a lot of equipment to oh, wear. Oh wow! Clanking up the stairs. <laughs> oh, with shield and helmet. Are you not entertained? 
Ellie oh. Helen, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Good and luck. whatever you decide, good luck. We'll be here for yeah. you. Thank you. And if I do ever change my mind and have a baby, I'm not I'll looking bring... after it. If that's what you're <laughs> not breastfeeding it. We'll bring you a lasagna. You're near Beckenham. Oh, I tell you what, I'll meet you in Waitrose for a coffee. That's what mums do, isn't it? That's what we'll do. That's your future, Kate. Oh, she's back at 95%. (laughs) Well, I think the best way to describe that episode was eye-opening. It's actually frightening how little we know, or at least did know. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the fact that your vagina can turn blue isn't something that just comes up in daily conversation with your parents, Mm, is it? Yeah, especially if they're still not speaking to you over Photo Album Gate. You know, I secretly stashed those photos in their loft when they were on holiday in the Isle of Wight. And my dad found them about a month ago and phoned me up and said, you need to get these photos out of our loft. Because they're taking up so much space. It's really having an impact on how they're living. I mean, I've heard that one side of the house is now subsiding <laughs> because of the four photo albums they've got there. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and Thoughts prayers. Thoughts and prayers with Dead and Sylve. I said, do you know what I said? Throw them away. He went, you can't throw them away. I went, there's no room for them in my flat. Either keep them or set fire to them. So I, I mean, set fire to them is the extreme version. Begrudgedly, they're still in his loft. Anyway, massive thanks to Ellie and Helen, aka Scummy Mummies, who really gave us a warts and all description of pregnancy and introduced us to the idea of being flooded with sperm. <laughs> Yummy. What an image. Now, as we said at the end of episode one, after each interview, we'll see if what we found out has um, potentially changed our minds about having a baby. Bodge. No shortage of information in this episode. Mm. How has it affected you? One thing I find interesting is how they don't make it sound too bad Mm. in reality. So you do hear a lot of horror stories like really bad morning sickness or partners turning on each other. But I guess people only really tell you the bad stuff. So that said, again, I'm not the main one pregnancy would be affecting. So what about you? (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. I remember when we said goodbye to Ellie and Helen, I was walking through Soho with you thinking, they've actually sold this to me. Bingo. But fast forward six weeks later and witnessing far too many temper tantrums by children on public transport and I'm just back to square one. Basically, I need to get them in (laughs) and then inseminate you probably like 10 minutes later. (laughs) It'd be a very weird setup, but... How did you feel when Ellie explained that a baby wouldn't add to our little unit of four. It would completely change our lives because I think that struck a chord. I mean, I, I felt like I was being told off, but in a good <laughs> way. No, no, I totally understand where she was coming from. And I think that comes from having not done it. You mm. just use quite casual language. You go, mm. oh, we'll add a baby and we'll maybe add a sofa in the living room. Whereas actually, I, I get it. It's yeah. like such a big change. So she scolded me, but I appreciated yeah. it. Thanks, Ellie. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for another episode of Maybe Baby. We are back in two weeks with a look at childbirth with a very good friend of mine who I think you'll love hearing from. Don't forget to subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it's out. Also, we'd love you to give us a review and rating as it helps others find the show. And if you've any questions for the halfway Q&A, which we'll be doing in a couple of weeks, we'd love to hear from you. Just email maybebabycast at gmail.com. Until next time. <laughs>